You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and... I just had an intro, but I lost it, much like last week's show. (laughs) I am a two-time award-winning indie game tastemaker, Cody. I'm Sam. I'm a pancake connoisseur, Josh. (laughs) And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news, but first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! And we should have a lot of things to check out because it's been, well, at this point, three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, a lot. Um, some of it's going to be reruns. Yeah, we lost last week's show. <laughs> Catastrophic technical issues lost last week's show. Uh, the gremlins in the system ate the show. This one's real, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Origins because I, I won an award for a game that I made. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I made a game called A Sketchy Quest. Um, you can play it if you want. It's uh, at my itch.io page, uh, C. Thomas Panic. Yeah, C. Thomas Panic.itch.io. It's there. It's a little platformer that's like a Mario, but if everything was pen and pencil drawings. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it's very good. Definitely well worth the award. So, what did you win the award for? Uh, best in show for the Game Jam, which I uh, everybody had, I think it was two weeks to make a game. Uh, that's what I came up with in two weeks. And the theme was like erase. Yeah, right? the theme was erase. So I went with uh, your little pen drawing stick figure that can carry an eraser around and erase things. Yeah, and it's it, it is it's really clever. I like it a lot. And uh, again, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Origins was cool. Um, board game. Well, technically, it's Origins and G Dex now. G Dex is the the indie games uh, show that they used to do by itself, but now it's part of Origins. Which I'd never been to Origins before. It was neat. A lot of board game stuff. Sure. A lot. A lot of board game <laughs> stuff. Um, and a little bit of video game stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes me kind of miss when GDEX was by itself because it was more focused on the the indie game aspect. Um, and it kind of gets lost in the in the hustle and bustle that is Origins because it's enormous. Oh, uh, yeah. I know um, Origins is huge. Yeah, every yeah. other con I've been to at the Columbus Convention Center usually just has one room. Mm-hmm. Origins has both rooms open up, wow. so it's gigantic. And it's not just those rooms. It's all, like, the side ancillary rooms, too. Yeah. Uh, you got, like, Catan tournaments in this room. You've got this one room dedicated to, like, video games where, like, people are playing Smash and all kinds of other stuff like that, and... It's one giant ticket to ride for some reason. <laughs> there is like giant, uh, like King of Tokyo and stuff. Oh, nice. That's how I learned to play. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go to next year's, I would bring like three to four friends with you so you can try out the board game. So you don't have to play them with strangers. Ah. Uh, because that doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> social anxiety. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's it's not a good time if you have you've got social anxiety. <laughs> I feel like that's any convention. Yeah. But I can see where you're coming from because like it it puts you definitely in a more social setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having to interact with complete strangers. 
And every every dude at every booth wants to explain to you how the game works. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, no, I just want to look at the pretty pieces that you have here. <laughs> yeah, they got to explain their pitch. Yeah. yeah, there's already enough of that at like regular conventions. Like I remember going to an indie popcon a few years ago, and they had a game, a board game and card game like section, and it was like 20 minutes. One guy was talking to me about his board game, and I'm like. It sounds neat. I'm not dropping one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh, they had so many copies of the Stardew Valley board game, and I wanted it so bad. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so tempted. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem like a good place to buy games. The prices seemed fair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything is pretty much like, uh, like sticker price. Sometimes you can get lucky. Sometimes you can get like uh, Kickstarter exclusives. Uh, you know, deluxe editions that are really hard to get. That's how I got my uh. My deluxe edition of uh, Cogs and Commissars, mm. which is a weird little card game with uh, communist robots. <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy anything because when you buy a house, uh, you lose a lot of your spending power. Oh, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. It's not like we don't know anything about that at all there, Cody. <laughs> You're kind of late to the party on that uh, one. Yeah, but that is cool. I would go back again next year. Yeah, for sure. It's especially nice when you get comped a ticket. That does help. <laughs> yes. Thanks, GDEX. <laughs> All right. So, hey, a uh, thing I've been checking out. Uh, I, well, watching a couple shows. I talked about it on the Lost show, but... Uh, the Lost episode. Well, the Lost episode. There's been a couple of Lost episodes, but uh, well, I've been watching a lot of classic Iron Chef, the original Japanese dubbed Iron Chef. I uh, won't go into it too much. It's just a very good wind down comfort watch. Comfort watch. You know exactly what's going to happen when it's going to happen. Like it hits the same beats like at it, about the same time. You could, you could say it's almost like your comfort food. Ah, <laughs> it's like that that sword one we were watching the other day. Oh, Forge yeah. and Fire. Forge, Forge and, and Fire's Fire. A good one. Yeah, that one. That's a that's a really good comfort show. <laughs> that one dude's knife was so ugly. It was really. Bad. <laughs> it was an awful knife. I tell you, the, another show that is a real comfort show, and this is going to sound weird. Have you ever watched any of the old Perry Masons? Like no. with uh, but Raymond, I can Raymond see Burr? I can see where you're coming from. I, with that one. I know of it, but I mostly know it of from the Aussie song. At eight minutes till <laughs> the end of the episode, that is when the twist always happens and Perry wins the case. Every time. Like the first 15 to 20 minutes is the crime happening. And then it's Perry Mason... Someone gets arrested, and by all accounts, they look like they're guilty. And they call Perry Mason and say, "Hey, I'm having a pre-trial to to see if it's this is worth being an actual trial. Um, we need the world's best lawyer in in L.A." And Perry Mason's like, "I'm on the case." <laughs> and uh, yeah, at eight minutes till every single episode, <laughs> without fail, Perry does something that twists the whole thing around and it makes and it forces the actual guilty party to confess their crimes to reveal themselves to reveal it's, themselves it's like the goldbergs in the third act you know two people will hug yes every time every time without fail like, in the third you, act. like you were sitting there yeah. like talking about it and it just made me think of like law and order it's how it is everything very... is super formula oh yeah 28 minutes of of uh law and then, like, 26 minutes of order. <laughs> it's, like, an even split. First, you have the duh, and then you have the dun-dun-dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody knows the most formulaic show of all time is Phineas and Ferb. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the same things happen in every episode, but they twist them up in such a way that it is funny and entertaining. See, that's good. That's good. But no, yeah, I think comfort shows are like, you know exactly when you jump in, you know exactly where they're at, what's going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. One it hits the, the beats. It like, hits uh, the beats. Like House. Yeah, like House. House is a comfort show, I would say. Yeah. 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 And it's never lupus, except, <laughs> except for that, that one, one episode when it was, it was lupus. lupus. I, I don't think House um, holds up as well in the few, he his his attitude doesn't come off as like like I'm a fun snarky guy. Like now it's just like you're kind of a jerk. Yeah. He, okay. That's yeah. Most that of fair. House doesn't hold up except for his accent. His accent holds up. I, I still say that that uh, uh, what's his Laurie. name? Hugh Laurie. Oh yeah, has, has the best British to American conversion accent. <laughs> it's better than Benedict Cumberbatch. You're, you're telling me. <laughs> hey, you leave cucumber fish sticks alone, all right? Hello, I am an American doctor uh, man. I am the doctor, the Doctor Strange. <laughs> One but not, but not, but, 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 yeah, I'll have what? one hamburger. <laughs> hamburger. Uh, Panther. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other show I've been watching is um, I started Letterkenny. Uh, I'm about eight seasons behind <laughs> on this show, but it's only like 60 episodes. It's, there's not a whole lot of it out there. Did, did you do. Shit's Creek. Speaking of Canadian television, I, I haven't watched that one yet. It's no. very good. Yeah. It's funny. It's I, a good like show. We, I know. I need to. Like, I need to watch that. I think one. I'm like. I don't know. It starts off kind of. I'm like six split. episodes in. I think. Yeah, it takes a little bit to really get really good. Mm-hmm. Not so bad that you're like, why am I watching this garbage? <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't as good as people say. Why do people love this? I, yeah. I would say a similar is with uh, Letter Kenny. Honestly. Um, yeah, you need time for the their personalities to simmer. Yep, yeah, exactly. Ex- that's exactly right. They're figuring it out at the same time you are. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah, always but, sunny um, is kind of the same way. Oh, always yeah. sunny is the same way. Oh yeah, I would almost say Letterkenny is kind of a, a can- always always sunny, but in Canada and way more dialogue focused yeah. instead of action focused. It's it's trailer park boys for another area of Canada. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean the whole the whole thing is you're in rural. There, it's it's set in a town, a, a fictional town in rural Canada, and you follow uh, a couple of farmers from the town, uh, but instead of having like uh, King of the Hill type speech or you know stereotypical depictions of of hillbillies, rural, rural people, rural people, yeah. Uh, that's really hard to say. Rural. rural. I mean, there's a whole joke on uh, 30 yeah. Rock about the rural juror. The rural juror. The rural juror. <laughs> uh, but it, the the joke is that they are extremely verbose and eloquent in what they say. Their dialogue is so dense. And, and articulate. And articulate and packed so and thick. quick. Yeah, the jokes are so quick. It's, it's definitely one of those situations where if you miss a joke, that's fine. Another one's coming in yeah. five seconds. And, and you'll, just, you'll laugh and miss a joke because oh, yeah. you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. you'll want to. It's definitely a show you want to like roll back. And as much as I like this show so far, I think it works better in two to three minute YouTube clips of situations. Oh, like instead just- of like a whole show, because that's where the show got its start. Was it was a YouTube thing, a Letterkenny problems. Yeah, the, and the uh, the episodes i've watched the plots are not where why you come their plots are definitely not there it's <laughs> it's the extremely verbose very quick 
It could get uh, better later, though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, uh, from what I understand, yeah, the plots, there is like a through line a little bit, but not so much. It's really for for those situation kind of joke. But it's fun. I like it. It's it's enjoyable. I'm glad you like it. I've heard a lot of people like it. What little clips you were watching when I walked in. I Yeah. I genuinely laughed. Yeah. And I can't I can't tell any of the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they're so well one, because they're kind of filthy. And two, they're so dense <laughs> that yeah. it doesn't it doesn't play. Like when they were like, talking about wrestling. And yeah, then, like, the wrestling. They use like all their names as puns. All the, for the conversation. Names, yeah. There's a lot of pun pun work. It's very punny, and it's a they do that quite a few times. At one point, um, they're meeting uh, Squirrely Dan's girlfriend for the first time, and she says, "Hey, uh, gonna go get you guys a drink. Do you like beer?" And uh, Wayne, the main guy, and his girlfriend, uh, back and forth, are like throwing in like Michelob. Bud Light, all this stuff, but working it into the conversation like it's using it in a different way. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you can go get me a, a beer, Bud Light, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I, I can't tell the jokes because they're so dense and and tough to tell. But uh, yeah, really enjoyable, really like it. We caught up on Stranger Things until the new episodes that came out today. <laughs> But How was it, it? It's it's good. It was like I was burnt out on it like the previous season and mm-hmm. it took me a while to get back caught up. Mm-hmm. Well, we were like three or four episodes away from finishing the second season, I think. But we we got all caught up and watched it up until the last couple that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me why I liked the show in the first place. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I didn't like... They, they reveal who the... Uh, who the big bad is before the end and the reveal I thought didn't feel earned. Mm. I or not earned. It just like the the character's motivations felt stupid and jokery. Uh, gotcha. A very we live in a society reveal. Uh-huh. Okay. That I, I did I don't want to spoil it obviously yeah, cuz it's don't brand spoil new, it. yeah. but but I just I just didn't like that aspect. It felt like, "Oh, I'm the joker here." <laughs> Weird. Huh? Kind of remind me of the episode of Rick and Morty when he's running around with that superhero team. And he's like, ooh, super serious. Ooh, gotta, <laughs> gotta be. And he's like going down the hallway with like a finger gun. <laughs> but the, the characters are all so lovable and good that it, it weathers any sort of plotting issue that it has. Bad I think. writing? Bad writing, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't watched, never watched an episode of Stranger Things. And it's good. It's, it's a, it's almost a comfort show if it wasn't also a a frightening sci-fi show also. <laughs> so I'm assuming you still haven't caught up on Obi-Wan yet? No, we did watch one more episode. So that puts you like what? Two away, Yeah, I think. two behind. <laughs> We're also caught up on uh, Ms. Marvel. There was a new one of those this week that was also good. Good? She goes to Pakistan. Oh, so that nice. that's cool. I mean, they do that in the comics too, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it continues to be a good show and different from the other Marvel shows and people should watch it. Yeah, it's cute. She's a good character. The actress that plays her is is funny and good. Oh, awesome. Good. I'm glad it continues to be good. I was talking to them earlier about this anime that we watched and I tried to like it so much, but like it's a horror anime called Maruku-chan, and it like translates to like uh, the girl who can see them or something. 
and it's about a girl who can see ghosts. Okay. And, and sounds familiar. Sounds like a, a movie I've watched once. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of you know things in media where well, people can see ghosts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the sixth sense. That's the one. Yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. But she's like just like a normal high school girl that I don't know, just for some reason, because I didn't get far enough in the show to figure out why she can see ghosts. And these ghosts are legitimately terrifying looking like they're legit scary looking like it's really unsettling to look at them and the way they move and they talk and stuff like that. Mm. Good monster design It's very good monster designs. But <laughs> the thing that really, 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 you know, switched me off of the show is the copious amounts of really unnecessary fan service. Oh, sure. And it it just ruined it for me. Like the TNA and like yes. that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I was well, like, you'll, you'll have that. Especially in anime. Yeah, yeah, you'll definitely have that. And I was just, I'm like, I, I wanted to like this show, and I watched like, I don't know, three, four episodes of it, and I was like, I, I can't take it anymore. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, like, the monster designs were legitimately interesting and creepy, and... And they ruined it. <laughs> yeah, and they and they ruined it. They ruined it for me with, you know, drivel. <laughs> you know, yep. things to sell body pillows. But anyway. Yeah. Waifu bait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen worse, but I've also seen much, much better. There, there's a time and a place for it, and it sounds like this wasn't the place for it. No, no, because it <laughs> seemed really unnecessary at a lot of times. If your show is about that, then by all means, That's have one that. Thing. Yeah, but if your like, show like, like Kill a Kill, where it's actually written into the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but if your show has cool ghosts and monsters in it, don't weigh it down with that. underwear. Yeah, with underwear and then jiggle physics. <laughs> yeah, it gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it just it just ruined it for I, I I it made me sad. I was like, Ugh, I really wanted to like that show. Mm. It's like the second episode of Dress Up Darling that I'm sure will scare several people away from Dress Up Darling, but you shouldn't. But you should power through it because the rest of it is pretty good. Or like the second episode of Goblin Slayer. Oh God, <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah, that's, that is that is not, a different thing. That's not fan service. That's no, a different thing. No, it is awful. <laughs> okay, walking the line. Yeah, I know. Walking I know, the I know. line. You played uh, the new uh, Capcom yes. uh, fighting uh, because I have I have as well. Oh, okay. We okay, can, we can talk about this. All right. What do you think of the new Capcom fighting collection? I'm bad at it. I'm really, really <laughs> bad at it. I tell you what, I didn't realize how rusty. I was at fighting games. I'm starting to knock off the rust a little bit. I, I played through a little bit of uh, um, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, and I went through a round of uh, Red Earth. Mm. Um, I, I I tried them all a little bit. I'd mm-hmm. play like a couple matches, get my butt handed to me by the computer, and I'm like, all right, try to try a new one. <laughs> uh, Red Earth. That's the one with the lion guy, right? Yeah. Okay. I did In play. In Japan, it's called Warzard. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, different name. It's a better name. It's a better name. Dare I say a better name? <laughs> I agree. It's one. It's one of the only. It's one of the two Capcom games uh, that uh, two or three Capcom games that came out for the CPS three board. That's the same one that uh, Third Strike mm-hmm. is on. It's um, and it's never had a like a home release. It's never had in America a, yeah, yeah until okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked I liked Red Earth. Uh, I was playing as Leo. 
the lion guy the lion king man yeah the yeah. lion he's literally a lion he's king the lion man. king yes um and i liked it it was interesting uh i feel like uh, i did better on that one than a couple of the other ones i also played uh i went through a few rounds of uh the mech fighting one. Oh, cybots cybots yes cybots yeah. is good yeah, Cybots is really good. I thought it was interesting in how you could like you know damage particular parts of your opponent mm. and like, but your weapons could also overheat and things like that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I really like. No, it's no virtual on though. No, 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 no. I like. They need to make a new one of those. I remember the first I time I ever played Virtron, it was in the arcade, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I think I found one on the Dreamcast. Yeah. And yeah. Speaking of Dreamcast, did you have you ever noticed that on the back of the robots? Is a Dreamcast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. do the same thing in Sonic Adventure. There's like some bosses that have Dreamcasts on. Oh, them. nice, nice. I only know that because of SGDQ, which has been going on. <laughs> the summer games done quick. Oh uh, yeah, that is happening. It should still be going on when this goes live. I think so. Mm-hmm. Keep you should watch it and donate money. They they raise money for. Uh, Doctors Without Borders. I almost said Military Sans Frontiers, but that's Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's Military Without Borders. That's Big Boss's uh, <laughs> army that he starts. <laughs> he really needs money. Yeah, and he needs money so he can <laughs> feed D-Dog. <laughs> uh. Oh, Metal Gear. Yep. Anyway, um, I played Street Fighter, Street Puzzle Fighter, Oh yeah, oh. Uh, Puzzle Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, the but first it's not, one. It's not Puzzle Fighter because it's not the puzzle game. It's the fighting game. No, 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 Super no. Gym both, Super Gem Fighter. Super Gem Fighter. They're both on there though. Yeah. Oh, cool. I played. I played yeah. the puzzle one. Mm-hmm. The puzzle one's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, both I, of them. I, I like really liked it. And then I played. Then I played the fighting one. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a puzzle game. It's it's, it's just not. it's just Chibi Street Fighter with gems falling off yeah. of you. I like it. Yeah. Oh no! I you know I was doing Dan is OP in that game. I was Zangief, and I thought it was really funny when you do the one move and he pulls out a chair and puts on a luchador mask. Uh huh. Oh yeah! All of the characters uh, transform into different um, things. Things for their different moves because it's a it's a comedy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, F- uh, Felicia from uh, Darkstalkers, the cat, yeah, the cat lady. Uh, certain attacks uh, turn her into Mega Man, and she has like <laughs> yeah. a, char- a Buster shot and stuff <laughs> like that. It's a lot of fun. It's a good game. Yeah, I went through and I uh, I played most of them. Uh, well, I didn't play like all the iterations of uh, Vampire Savior uh, slash Hunter slash Darkstalkers. Darkers, Darkstalkers. Yeah. I played like the first one, mm-hmm. got my butt kicked really bad, and I was like, man, I used to be really good at this game. What is going on? Other than the fact that I haven't played a fighting game <laughs> since, I don't know, at least six, seven years ago when you and I played Street Fighter oh, at yeah. 16-bit and you you whooped me so hard. <laughs> Whipped you so hard you you never picked up another fighting No. Game. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I used to play them all the time. Yeah. You know Well, when you come at the champ. <laughs> the cream of the crop. The cream always of the crop. Rise into miss. the top. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh no, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, I've actually gone spent a lot of time going through just the museum section of the of the uh cart because it's it has a bunch of art and a lot of original art for oh, a nice. lot of the games. Uh because Oddly enough, not a whole lot of uh, uh, art uh, done for uh, Red Earth, a game that was never released into home consoles and never released outside <laughs> of Japan, or had very limited release outside of Japan. Not a lot of art out there, so they um, they did a lot of like uh, really cool 
artwork and, mm, and mm. you know digital spreads and stuff like the, that. The it's cover, really cool. the cover on the box kind of made me laugh a little bit, and I think it's more like a juxtaposition of like the the title on the packaging and like mm-hmm. the background image, but that you see like Leo's face. And then somebody's hand is reaching up, and it looks like somebody is scratching his chin. <laughs> Someone's scratching his chin. Yeah, petting the kitty. Yeah, like, I come yeah. sitting there, like, like like looking at the box. I'm like, what is this? What am I looking at here? Yeah, it's like really. I mean, it's. I'm sure the image by itself looks interesting, but with the big title, it across looks really the, cool. But yeah, and the and the cropped version. It's, yeah, it looks, it looks dumb. Goofy. Yeah. Um. If you play any of the uh, Street Fighter Two, uh, Super Turbo version has an easy Akuma select. It's huh. a really, yeah, instead of having to put in the full Akuma code, you just go to Ryu, Ryu and, like, press up once, and he's there. Hmm. So, like, a lot of, like, hidden characters and a lot of, like, quality of life stuff, it's, um, they've made it easier for a home console. Yeah. They've, uh, I also like the training mode for every game. These are all arcade ports, and they've added training modes oh, to all of cool. them. that's cool. It's really, really cool. This game did there. This this release did make me sit there and think. I'm like, I wonder if they did a. I wonder if they did a arcade stick for the Switch. Yes. Oh, because I have it. Oh, yeah. Eight yeah, Bit Doe uh, did one, and oh, okay. it's really it's solid. It's a really good stick. I had. Uh, and it's under hundred bucks. I think I had at this point. I had something from Eight Bit Doe. I think it was the the GameCube controller receiver for the Switch. Mm, yeah. Uh, that I. I bought when Smash Brothers came they out. They use the same receiver, but it plugs into um, their um, uh, stick, their uh, fight stick okay. uh, peripheral. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty solid. It's pretty good. Yeah, because I thought about it. Cause I'm sitting there playing it on my controller, and I'm like, I wonder if I would be better with an actual arcade stick on this. Oh, uh, it is. Learning arcade stick is so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you if you've spent your entire life playing on, like, pad, and then you go, oh, man, stick, you can get, you know, I'll be so much better at this. No, it's 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 like <laughs> learning all over process, again. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, I kept meaning to go back and go through the training mode and actually get good instead of trying to brute force button mash my way through. <laughs> Sometimes button mashing is the best way to do it. I mean, I mean that's how I was doing in uh, Cybots actually. Yeah, but in like Street Fighter, I was actually like legitimately trying to do combos and stuff. I'm like, oh. I know how to do Hidoken. You do combo. No, do I, do, I, I no. do combo bad. <laughs> I do combo bad. You know, the only thing that I can't do in most fighting games, I can't consistently get uh, 360 motions mm. to come out. Uh, so uh, I... Happens to a lot of guys. Well, yeah, you know. Uh, there's, but th- like, there are a lot of people that are really good with Zangief, and I, I just can't get his 360 motion to get his uh, command throws mm. out. I just can't do it. I don't know why. I always end up botching it and jumping straight up in the air and then get hit really oh, yeah. hard because he's, he's big. That was a lot of stuff for me, too. Like, I was sitting there trying to do combos, and I'm like, I'm trying to swoop the, like, the stick up or whatever, and I just keep jumping, and I keep getting like aerial kicked or like uppercutted into oblivion. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. Same thing happened when I was playing Darkstalkers. I was playing Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. No, and that's like, the that's, that's problem. Yeah, you, you always want to start with the Shotos. You want to start with mm-hmm. your Ryu. You want to start with your uh, Donovan. Uh, Donovan's moveset is identical to Ryu. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't realize this so I saw it in like a Did You Know Gaming or something the other day. Mario's moveset in Smash Brothers is Ryu's. It's a sh- yeah, he's a Shoto. He's, yeah. he's a, yeah. yeah. If he were in a regular fighting game, it would be, it would be, um, down to, down to direction punch. And Downright then, yeah. fierce punch. Yeah. 
Mostly, I remember that because of a joke I saw on a t-shirt. Yep. Downright fierce, yeah. Yes, I'm downright fierce. Downright fierce, yep. All right, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into some news. Hello, Ken. Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. Long Play is a show that appeals to music lovers of all ages. Here's an example. I love Long Play. There you have it. A completely unsolicited endorsement for one of our youngest fans. Grandpa, where's my candy? Ellie, be cool. Grandpa! Ellie and I would like to invite you to tune in to Long Play every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on 104.7 WCMO. Hey, we're back from the break, and before we get into news, um, we're going to do something that we don't do very often on the show. We've we've threatened it. We've threatened <laughs> it for the last couple of weeks that we had voicemails, and we're actually going to play them this week instead of waiting to the end of the show and going, oh no. <laughs> so instead of the news, we're going to start with a little bit of mail. A new memory unlocked. I'm yeah, sure, for for some people. <laughs> Josh will remember this. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's play the first one here. Hi guys, this is Chad, long time yabbler, first time dabbler. Um, I just wanted to bring up two points from your show last week. Uh, first, Multiple having weeks. to do with <laughs> the Marvel multiverse, and second, having to do with E3. Uh, the Marvel Multiverse, I think, it, like I personally am happy that we now have movies and other media that do play together to form a kind of long storytelling that people can appreciate for getting into it. I know I have a few friends who suffer from burnout, uh, like you guys expressed, and it seems to me that more neurodivergent folks like myself tend to like the longer media that has the same faces instead of, you know, just rebooting a series or telling non-connected stories within the same universe. We've kind of been tired of that. Um, but uh, E3, I think E3 honestly is going away because of shows that have risen up in its place like PAX that are a lot more fan-oriented. And E3 has been trying to orient itself to a fandom over the past years. But uh, they really haven't done a good job. Like you were saying, it just becomes commercials and a fake award show. And so shows like uh, uh, Penny Arcade Expo and others of that ilk have risen up in its place and taken it over because they are more geared toward the fan experience instead of just providing a showcase for companies for the product act. Uh, so... Take care, guys. Can't wait to hear the next episode, and uh, have a good one. Yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for the call. Yeah, yeah. Let's go through these. I mean, it's been a few weeks since we <laughs> yeah. touched yeah. on this topic, so I'm trying to remember what what we we're talking about. I'm, um, I'm glad to see Yabble Dabble catching on, <laughs> setting the, <laughs> setting the world on fire. That's right. Yeah, my, yeah, yes. yeah. You, my you, hip new catchphrase. Yeah, as soon, uh -huh. as soon as you said it, you made a look, and I I wanted to punch you in your face. Yabble dabble. There it is. Uh, now it's a kick. So anyway, yeah. So uh, to to your points, um, yeah, I would also say that I I do prefer if there we're going to have uh, continuing storylines in these Marvel movies um, to see the same va faces pop up instead of constant recasting. 
I just don't know if everything has to be as interconnected as like not everything has to tie into every single other thing. Sometimes you yeah. can't just do a good standalone story. And, and I mean, they have been better and they, about it. And they've that gotten lately. better about it. Yeah, they really have. But there's still elements there where like it's kind of it get, it gets hard to recover from what do we call it that one time? Like superhero fatigue? Yeah, burnout fatigue, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love superhero stories. I've always been a big comic fan, you know. Watched all the cartoons and stuff when I was a kid. Watched every movie I could, despite how many different people played Bruce Wayne or this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. But also at the same time, it does. it is a daunting task if you've missed something or missed a few things to try to catch up to figure out what's going on. That is the kind of the double-edged sword with, with that is, yeah, interconnectivity is great, but if you miss one, you're, you play hell catching up with it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting blue-shelled at the finish line. But basically, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, well, comics are that way, and that's the way that the comic movies are headed, I guess. Yeah, and that's and that I think that is a little bit of an issue because I I I uh, um, was listening to another podcast uh, <gasps> earlier today. I know, right? <laughs> Sacrilege, but uh, they were this describing is not a podcast. This is a radio. This show. is a radio show. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and uh, so the podcast surprise surprise about Power Rangers. But it's <laughs> I'm going to make I'm going to make a point. I'm going to make a point about this. Uh, they had a guest on, and they were talking about. Uh, before getting into reviewing the episode that they were going to do, they were talking about the comics a little bit, and uh, the person made a uh, a very good salient point that Power Rangers comics in particular, but it's going the same way as other comic series are going, in that it's gotten to the point where they stopped trying to tell interesting stories and have just tried to tell... They're re only referencing previous comics. Like... Well, like, for example, uh, Jeff Johns went through DC Comics, went through, and just about every comic that he wrote it was not, like, its own standalone thing. It was, like, why was this one panel set, you know, back in the 70s, why was it written this way? Well, now I'm going to tell a story referencing that entire panel. And it's and the Marvel movies are starting to get that way as well, where it's not tell where they're leaning less into telling interesting standalone stories and more into... Well, you know what? Black Widow is a perfect example of this because they could have done. I mean, Black Widow itself is a good is it's a it's a solid movie, but the whole movie was to explain why she had red hair in one movie and then <laughs> had blonde hair the next movie. I was surprised how how not connected Doctor Strange was. Yeah, it, I mean, it was connected, but not as much as you would have thought. And that's good. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think I think interconnectivity when it's not in service to the main overarching story like a Thanos uh, Infinity Stone thing. Yeah, the Infinity Saga. They should leave the interconnectivity at a minimum like Easter egg kind of thing and not like make it the whole point. Like it seems like this new Thor movie, the whole first act is going to be tied directly into the Guardians of the Galaxy. So all of a sudden you need to know what happened? Well, you, you need to know why Thor was fat for a while, which means you have to watch the Infinity Saga movies. Or at least the last two. You have two. to know, you have to find out who the Guardians of the Galaxy are and their extended cast outside of, yeah. So it kind of, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it well. No, no, but, you are. But I think, 
yeah, I think interconnectivity between movies when it's not in service to the entire story should be left at a minimum. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of go, oh, I recognize that thing, and then move on. I mean, unlike the first Thor movie, when you bring in Thor movies, the first Thor movie had a scene where they're walking through Odin's vault, and there are a ton of Easter eggs in the background, but it's mostly just stuff for comic fans because none of this stuff... It's like blink and you miss it kind of yeah. stuff. It was stuff that they're referencing that they didn't even know they were going to use yet. Right. Like... That's why they had to retcon it later. Yeah, that's why they had to retcon it in Ragnarok. stuff was fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, the Infinity Gauntlet was fake. It's not the real Infinity Gauntlet. You know, stuff like that. Or like the collector's uh, uh, menagerie in uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you see like uh, Adam Warlock's cocoon and... This, Howard that, the Duck. And Howard the Duck. Who hasn't yeah. shown... Well, no, he did show back up since then. He's in What If a lot. He's a, Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But ever since everything really, really started rolling, there is a connection to everything. Yeah. Which can be extremely rewarding for the for the constant... Devout fan, The devout yes. fan. Yeah. But there's 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 got to be a line where it stops being rewarding. It starts being daunting yeah. for the uh, not obsessive. And that's uh, how I feel watcher. like it is now. Yes. I think I think they've swung a little bit too far in that direction. And like and then other companies like DC where they tried to swing too hard and too play, fast and, and too fast and play yep. catch up. Mm-hmm. And now some of the best movies they put out aren't even connected to their stuff. Right. Like, yeah. like, well, the, ba- like the Batman. There's a, there's a lot of re- different reasons for that. Well, well yes, yes, sure. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> sure. We should probably get on to the next voicemail. Yeah. Oh, um, we should mention something about the E3. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think E3 is probably going to go away in... And it's going to be replaced by some of these independent shows like Sony did or whatever. Well, kind of like what they did this Jeffy's year. Jeffy's Game. Yeah, Jeffy's Game. Extravaganza. Game, games Times. That sort of thing. Maybe I'm, we could get like a proper Nintendo Direct, please. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, a couple weeks probably. Probably a month. I'd say a month. Two months, you know, yeah. next yeah, yeah, yeah. year. I, yeah. Anyway. I hadn't heard anyone call PAX Penny Arcade Expo in so long. I know. I was confused <laughs> when he said it. I was yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> I forgot that that was even their thing. But also that's the thing. When he talks about, like, you know, conventions springing up in its place, PAX has been going on for a long time. So I don't think it's so much it sprung up and took its place. It's been going on alongside for a long but time. But more and more co- uh, game companies are showing off their stuff first looks and that sort of thing that's true packs now which is kind of taking its place in that sense i suppose is san diego comic-con happening this year it's already happened has it yeah man am i really i'm there was nothing there was nothing to talk about with it Uh, literally nothing covid (laughs) killed e3 and -hmm. made everybody realize that like we can just do our own thing and it's cheaper and do it online and we can get all of the attention if we do it at our own time (laughs) yeah basically that's that's true and and that's a good point you know i like i like the fact that them spreading it out instead of over just a course of like two or three days okay we're getting sloughed in news here yeah like oh at four o'clock we've got sony and then at six o'clock we've got you know, Microsoft and this, that, and the other. Devolver's going to do their weird show in the corner. <laughs> Which they still did this year. And, and it, was it was great. great. Yeah. It was super good. It was really Mecha good. Mecha Suda 51. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who wasn't even there to, he didn't even have a game or anything he to didn't. announce. He, they just, he was just there. Yeah. He was just there to count down and be the face of a robot. That's all. <laughs> it was great. Oh, Suda 51. You crazy, crazy man. All right. So we have another uh, voicemail here. So let's go ahead and uh, play that. 
What's up, nerds? It's your favorite dummy here. It's DJ. Hey, I wanted to say that I, for one, am intrigued. I don't know, maybe a little excited for the Spinal Tap 2, the, the sequel. Uh, I love Spinal Tap. I watch it several times a year. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, what Rob Reiner flick needs a sequel or a remake? Which one do you think? I don't know, Princess Bride, uh, When Harry Met Sally, I don't know. Let's let's see what you guys think. Later, nerds. Yeah, that was BJ from the uh, Teach a Dummy podcast, uh, past guest on the show. Yeah. So uh, Good dude. Yeah, very good dude. Uh, so, uh, Rob Reiner films that need hmm. sequels. Hmm. I, I think you could tell a million stories in the Princess Bride universe that don't necessarily have to be connected to sure. that yeah. story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's I the whole thing where uh, Indigo was going to become the new Dread Pirate Roberts. I mean, there's yeah. stories there. You can, Yeah, you can absolutely tell stories. You can, At this point, you could tell a story of uh, Buttercup and uh, Wesley. Wesley's kid. Yeah, and yeah, do like a, do the parts of Caribbean Five with it. Why you know? not? Yeah, if if you, <laughs> if you really wanted to do something like that, <laughs> that world is ripe for a, fr- a franchise, it's, which sounds dirty. Yeah, that's and wrong. it does sound dirty yeah. and wrong. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? see, that's the thing with a lot of Rob Reiner's um, stuff. A lot of it is pretty iconic when uh, filmmaking. It's like that. It, is it, like, it's, it's like it's also Mel, fairly self-contained. It's like Mel Brooks stuff. Yeah. It's like Mel Brooks stuff. Yeah, you don't really need a yeah. sequel because it tells the story that it wants to tell. Like I don't, I don't. When need... Harry divorced Sally, I would actually like to see it when <laughs> Harry met Sally too. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I like when Harry met Sally. Uh, um, I've, we don't... N- I've never seen it. It's it's a good, it's a solid, it's a solid. I mean, it's a romantic comedy. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of his stuff's romantic comedy. Yeah, but it's uh, didn't he do Sleepless in Seattle? Did Rob Reiner? I dir- believe so. Did he direct Splash? He may have directed Hold Splash. I'll, I'll look it up. I, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, because that has a sequel. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, that yeah, was, it's not good. It was straight to VHS, but maybe give that another shot. Maybe do another take splash. another swing at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can go old school and have him act in a sequel to All in the Family too. <laughs> Play Meathead once again. Yeah, I'm trying to remind myself what are some of the things that he has done. He hasn't done a lot. I mean, it seems like as the years have gone on, he's done less and less. Well, when you have a giant hit. Yeah. He true. directed the 2010. F- oh, no, that's flipped. I thought it said flipper. I thought, <laughs> I thought he directed that flipper movie from the 90s. How about a sequel to Misery? Oh, there we go. Misery 2. Still yeah. miserable. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. A sequel to Stand By Me. They go to find another dead body, yeah. and surprise, it's it's Wesley Crusher. Stand by me again. Shh. That's about all the... Yeah, yeah. A few more good men. <laughs> he wrote one episode of Happy Days. Y- y- you can't really do a sequel to The Bucket List, unfortunately. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's... Spoiler, that's kind of how it kind of ends with with at least one of their deaths. But uh, I would say, you know, honestly, I would say when Harry met Sally, I think I think you could probably do a pretty interesting. Their kids find the bucket list Mm. and there's more items on it. They didn't do. And now to honor the their parents' lives, they have to complete the other things on the list. Bucket list two, still bucketing. Yeah. All right. Two bucket, two lists. <laughs> You're killing me. 
two kids, one bucket list. No, 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 bad, bad. I mean, this list I, is I'm hard. taking Samantha's role in this, and I'm telling you that was bad. Go to jail. You go, go to, to jail. jail. You go to prison. Okay, thanks for the voicemails, everybody. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemails. Yeah. Uh, give, give us a call on the hotline, 586-372-8020, and we can play your voicemail on the show like those lucky individuals. Yeah. And we'll get to it faster than time. We'll get time. to it faster the next time, we promise. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into some news. There was a Nintendo Direct uh, this week. It was for third-party uh, games, so no Nintendo first-party stuff. No Mario's or Zelda's. But darn if it wasn't a really good one. It was pretty solid. Yeah. Usually the partner directs are absolutely nothing to write they're br- home they're about. They're boring. Yeah. This one actually had some fun stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite, my personal favorite, Monkey Island. Uh, Return to Monkey Island got an actual trailer like with gameplay. Pretty solid. Yeah, it, it looks very good. I'm very excited. Um, not a lot of people, not a lot of people have a differing opinion. Apparently, uh, some people don't like the art style of it. Yeah, or the, something like that. It's got a very conflicting art style, I guess. So much so that uh, series creator Ron Gilbert has said he's done talking about it on the internet because it's not fun anymore. Oh. Well, which, there you go. Which is a bummer. Thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, that guys. is that is a bummer. Uh, I I was going to say that it does kind of look like those old Aaron insurance commercials a little bit. I mean, kind of. Yeah, but I always like those. Those <laughs> I I like the animation style in those, but I remember those also being fairly conflicting for art style and many other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks good in motion too. A lot of people were angry when there were stills, mm-hmm. and that. I think it looks even better in motion. And that, yeah. and also you don't, it's not that important for the game. Like the writing is what's important for the game. And I'm sure it's going to be very good. Yeah. As long as the writing's there, because that's, that's where the bread and butter of the, yeah, with, the with those, those, you know, those, uh, those, uh, uh, point and click adventure style games. Yeah. If the you puzzles are good and the writing's good. Yeah. The, you don't play it for like, you know, the gripping gameplay. Right. You play it for like the smart writing and the good jokes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. One of the ones that I liked. Well, I mean, I, I we didn't really watch it beforehand because it was really long. But I actually liked the Monster Hunter's uh, Sunbreak. Yeah, that looks really um, good. Uh, DLC. Yeah, it looked pretty solid. I'm not a huge Monster Hunter guy, but some of the designs on the monsters that you hunt, and pretty it, solid. And it's interesting to see it take this like medieval England direction yeah. instead of the. Uh, whatever feudal, it was before feudal japan yeah. uh weirdo feudal japan kind of yeah yeah uh i yeah i i thought it looked really really good i would i would have played a lot more monster hunter if somebody didn't lose their cartridge to it so we can't play multiplayer anymore <laughs> you think i want to lose it <laughs> it was fun to play multiplayer it was. watch you'll find it like in a year or two uh, we've moved since then, like, multiple times, so it's gone forever. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Some uh, kid found it, <laughs> traded into GameStop for, like, 25 cents. So uh, what are some of the other games? Uh, we can't really go through every single one of them, but let's just hit some highlights. Uh, I thought Harvest Stella looks cool. It's uh, Square Enix does Stardew Valley, but with their art style and production value. Yeah, a lot of, lot of farming, a lot of uh, monster hunting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks neat. Uh, it does. It's interesting to see. It's always good when Square tries something new. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's not always good, <laughs> but it's always interesting. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, I, I mean, agree. Like I like I, like I said when we were watching the clip, I like the little the text thingies that because it reminded me of Final Fantasy Tactics, and I always really liked that art style. Mm. Still, probably one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. What else was there? There was that little artsy uh, Blanc, a game about oh, the uh, wolf and the deer, a ba- uh, baby deer and a baby wolf going on a little, little homeward bound adventure together. Yeah, in all black and white. I don't know. I'm kind of tired of this this kind of game. The yeah, it's an emotional tale. It's an it's emotional a, journey. You you'll learn things about yourself through the eyes of this tiny deer and wolf. Yeah, it's like I'm. I know it's for someone. It is not for me. It's published by Gearbox, which is weird. Mm. That's so outside of their wheelhouse. I don't know who it's actually... It's not a Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who actually made it, because I doubt it was them. I very much doubt it was them. But it's just it's weird to see them publish yeah, non-Borderlands experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Near Automata is getting a port to the Switch, which is good because that's a good game. And the more people is this the can... first one? Yes. Well, yeah. No, no. It, technically, it's the second one, but it's the first one anybody cared about. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the first one called? Near. Is this Near? Just yeah, Near. Okay. Near. Um, it's a good game that more people should have the opportunity to be able to play. And since it's on the Switch, a lot of people will be able to play it. Speaking of which, uh, the Persona games, which yes. have been a Sony exclusive for God knows how long. Uh, and they are all tremendous and yeah. great JRPGs. You can lose hundreds of hours mm-hmm. in. Oh, yeah. They have such a rewarding gameplay loop that is fun. And I would recommend them to almost anyone. Yep. And now it makes sense why Joker is in Smash. Yeah. Because... Traditionally, they would only pick characters that have, well, been, appeared, have appeared on, on their console. system at some point, and now he has. So there we go. Yeah, I think that was the, that's the big pretty one. much the, yeah. the the gist of it. I yeah, mean, there was some Mario and Rabbids, uh, but it, it looks more or less the same as the yeah. other one. It does, and you know, less spotlight on Ubisoft, the better. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't like the Rabbids. They're they're great value minions, and the minions were already bad. Yep. I agree. Even though I think the rabbits were around before the minions. Yeah, that's they true. Were. They predate the minions, but like they've been retroactively fit into yeah. that mold. And, I mean, they are. Yeah. They're they're chaotic and the I guess loud the, monster things. The minions do it better, probably, if you like that sort of thing. Well, mm. get ready for the toads to be the next minions because Illumination <sighs> is doing the Mar- the Mario. It'll movie. either it'll either be toads or goombas or both. Yeah, which is weird. Speaking of which. There's been an awful lot of talk about how Chris Pratt is doing a surprising new voice for Mario. Like, they keep threatening us with this new Mario voice. Yeah, and how good it is. Well, first, like, the Illumination guy thought people were mad because Chris Pratt isn't Italian. And that's not... That's not. That's not why people don't like Chris Pratt voicing Mario. It's because he's Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Because he's kind of a dink and he has a, a normal guy voice. Yeah. He's not a voice actor. He's not. Yeah, he's not known for different voices. You know, like you watch like the Lego Movie or anything else he's done, it just sounds like it him. It sounds like Chris Pratt. But yeah, they keep saying that he's got this voice that's gonna blow you away that he does for Mario, and it's like, well, no, just show us not, then. He's not. Yeah, though. just show us this this amazing voice and and just prove us he's all been wrong. Working please. for hours with Charles Martinet. 
who you could have just hired anyway. Who's in the movie anyway. Yeah. He's in the movie anyway. Or you could have just not made this movie at all. Well, that's also (laughs) true. I'm more interested to see what Seth Rogen's going to do as Donkey Kong. I like I that's like gonna that. be a good yeah. it's gonna casting. be great it's yeah. gonna be but fantastic I mean I love all the casting except for Chris Pratt as Mario and you know you know what's weird to me they keep saying wow his Mario voice is is so crazy and out there and you're not gonna believe it no one has said word one about his his Garfield voice it's true because remember <laughs> he's they, also they, the voice of Garfield they just announced that though no it was a while that was ago. a while ago it was, ago. It was around ago. the same time as the Mario thing was yeah. it yeah yeah. People made jokes about it. I mean, mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. When was the last time you saw a good Garfield movie? Oh, there hasn't been. There hasn't exactly. been one. Exactly. Never been done. It's the made Only for the... TV movies about the, the Halloween yeah. and, yeah, like and the that. Christmas yeah. one. Those are, yeah. those are okay. Those are good. <laughs> I mean, Lorenzo music is, is always Garfield. Yeah. Get somebody that can do an impression of that, I guess. <laughs> it's the only thing that's going to work. Listen, I love Bill Murray. He was sleepwalking through those Garfield movies. Oh, yeah. He, he, what are you talking about? Bill Murray's been sleep and walk, sleepwalking through his career the last, I don't know, he agreed, 10, 15 years. He agreed to do it on accident. He thought it was the Coen Brothers movie, but it was written by a different Coen. <laughs> somebody somebody who happened to have the last name Coen wrote it, uh-huh. and he thought it was a Coen Brothers movie after he had already agreed to do it. It's, it's ex-Coen. <laughs> yeah, David didn't know, then it's, it would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they keep saying that he said Chris Pratt said the voice is unlike anything you've heard in the games. Which well, like, it's your what, voice. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Guess what? It's going to sound like this. Hello, my name is Mario. It is I, the Plumber Man, here to save the day. Wahoo! <laughs> I guess you could say I'm a Jump Man. Here we go. I am Mario. Let's go. That just happened. <laughs> He's gonna say stuff like that. Uh huh. Those throwaway. I don't know. I'm just imagining like people like cutting like Mario clips with like uh, Andy Dyer voice or clips from Andy Dyer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like like the like all the stupid ad lib he did on uh, Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mario's gonna start talking about Little Sebastian a lot. Little Sebastian, (laughs) he loves that horse. Yeah. That's the weird thing about that Mario and Rabbids. Where's Yoshi? I don't know. He's not in either one. He's not. A, yeah. They He's put not. Bowser in it before they put Yoshi in it. Only enough room for one annoying uh, animal type. Yeah. The Rabbids to Which, fill that slot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm surprised they haven't dug deeper into the Mario cast. They've revealed that they're adding Bowser, with, like it's a big deal that he joins up with Mario. So of course he's going to join up with it, them. It happens every, any Mario game that has more of a plot then Peach got kidnapped. Bowser ends up joining, ends the up good joining guy. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at Bowser's inside story. Any God. of those Bowser RPGs? Yeah, any any of the Mario RPG games that happens. Yeah. even the original Mario even RPG. The original, yeah. And it was a big deal then. It was, and, and then and then you know any Mario sports game, which by the way I did not care for Mario Soccer, the new one. The new one? Yeah, yeah. I never ended up getting it. Yeah, I played the demo and I was like. Ah, like this hey guess what it's soccer who cares <laughs> i like soccer the game was this, just, this just, is america it's just dry hockey true i'm i will die on this hill okay soccer but, is dry hockey okay letter kenny all right with less sticks it, yeah less sticks less fights it takes twice as long the game controls were needlessly complicated yes 
And they just need to make a baseball. Let's go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're actually at time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. Uh, you have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Once again, you can give us a call on that Nerd Overload hotline. The number is 586-372-8020. Leave a message and we will play it on the show like we did this week. That's right. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. Did it in one breath. Thank you all for tuning in this week, and we will be back next week. Peace out.